one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. And we're back for another episode of the Hey Bus Driver podcast. Uh, I think this is going to be, what, 55, Chad, maybe? I think 55. I don't know. 55th episode is, um, I think we're going to roll with it. We'll make that number up. You know, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that we heard the intro. Then when I said with Jason Nelson, I was going to be like, and Chad Brinkley. Yeah. I still have some credit with, um, with the, I, what do you call them? Uh, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for freelancers i guess they have like a freelance company where i had it made so i could probably go back and have it edited here's the file please add it add chad to it (laughs) i really want to do what i want to do is take a whole bunch of like montage pieces of you and and like clip it together and make just change the whole thing but i it's bad because i don't listen to the show so i I don't even like. I'd have to go back and listen to everything to find funny clips of you, and piece them all together. And I, I don't know that I have time I to mean, do that. You could probably just ask, right? Just send out a poll. Like, give me, give me your best. Uh, what, what's the best, right? Well, what's funny someone, is that someone out there. Well, yeah, there. I know there's a few diehards that listen to this, but uh, I almost start to believe like. Is it just fake people that are, you know, these bots that podcasters like want people to, or they they hire to get their listens up? I don't know. I tell you, I know who <laughs> won't have an opinion is my mother. Okay. I, she she's like, oh, that was interesting. I did, I did see <laughs> that you that you put it on there, and that uh, your mom was so proud. So shout out to mom for listening. Yeah. Rave <laughs> review from my mother. Rave. That's uh, beautiful. Her comment was that was interesting. What? Mom, I do interest. I do interesting work. She wasn't <laughs> at all, not in the least bit. Well, I know for a fact, fact based that... on that comment, she was just trying to be nice to her little baby boy. It's mm, cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, anybody, we're gonna welcome everybody back. Thank you guys for joining us again. We're gonna do things a little bit different today. We're gonna try. Uh, chad's idea of reading well not necessarily reading the entirety of the article but we went back through and did a little digging and research for some i guess headlines that have been new school bus headlines that have been making the news recently in the last few months and you've you've already made it boring we're going to go back and we're going to read uh articles Pertain to school bus, school bus drivers. They'll be good, bad, and different, funny, sad, terrible, whatever. How is that? How is that any less boring of what I just said? (laughs) God, you made me boring. The only thing we need to add to this is alcohol. I think. I don't know. You're not drunk. No, I've been drinking since. Yeah. Well, don't tell your boss that. So. 
Um, he doesn't listen to this. We're good. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to just get into it. We have a few articles here, and uh, we're just going to kind of roll in. So I, most of the stuff, it really comes from, I, I think, well, school transportation news. They've got a bunch of articles. Um, I know that we – It's usually where you find – yeah, good stuff. There's a school bus fleet magazine. They kind of focus more on fleet maintenance and fleet operations. But uh, for those people that do go to the website to get the podcast, uh, heybusdriver.com, uh, <clears throat> our front page, we have uh, kind of a link to a lot of this stuff also, just kind of an RSS feed that just pumps news, school bus news back into the website. So if you're interested to you know, see, and I, I, I'll be honest, I don't pay too much attention to it. I do frequent school or STN quite a bit just to, you know, share some of the stuff for, um, some of our Facebook stuff for my work. But, uh, I can say that I'm not very good at going back and resharing that stuff on our, on our own social media. So, um, but what I found, uh, several things here, we'll just kind of call them out. First one, and, uh, and and I have a few that Jason hasn't seen yet because yeah, I'm actually fine. pulling them up as we speak. Perfect. So we'll just kind of see where this goes, and if you guys hate it, let us know. And if not, maybe it's uh, you know, or feel free to send us articles as they come. Pop them in the in the Facebook or uh, Instagram page. This one is a blog that somebody wrote about an article, but it says viral bus video strikes a chord. Um, basically. They're talking about here, March 29th, the driver failed hard. She didn't did what every school bus driver is not supposed to do, despite badly wanting to. And I think those of us that have been driven a bus before, we definitely have felt it before. Driving an Amherst exempted village schools near Cleveland, Ohio, a video went viral of her going ballistic on four specific junior high students who have made her life, at least on Route A, a living hell for the past two school years. Um, you've likely seen the clip along with millions of others via Facebook, TikTok, and news broadcasts from coast to coast and beyond. Miller abruptly resigned later that evening before the superintendent could even place her on administrative leave pending an investigation. Um, she, Wait, so she just went, she's yelled at him? Uh, well, it says here, she immediately re regretted the obscenities and threats. Uh, she said she would do it all over again, but she was no longer tolerating the bullying and disruption. She made a numerous reports through her supervisor to the junior high principal, but nothing was ever done. It's a story this magazine's this magazine's readers know all too well. And I, I, you know, being having been a bus driver, I've been definitely impressed to that point of, um, you know, really possibly losing my cool. I know I've got their, you know, I'd say arguments with kids and tried to <clears throat> try and figure out how to, how to turn things around, you know, but uh, I think that's one of the oh, things I... that bus drivers definitely feel in today's society, right? There's no reverence for um, adults, really. Even uh, we're seeing this in the classrooms, right? Teachers that are leaving because they're tired of, of no, you know, no consistent structure or kids being disciplined or anything like that. So um, I think that, you know, this driver, just like we've probably seen several times over, have... Uh, just lost her cool, and I, I feel on that. What do you think, Chad? I mean, I admire school bus drivers. I have a feeling if I was driving a school bus, my oil-filled raising would come out. <laughs> my, 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 
Vietnam airborne veteran father and oil filled tool pusher of three decades uh, and growing up in that environment would probably come out. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd be afraid that I would be, uh, I'd be right there with that, that teacher resigning. I'm not taking it back because those little some bucks deserved it. Every bus, word I bus said, driver resigning. It wasn't a teacher, bus driver. Yeah. But yeah no, a, I agree. And I think you're, uh, you know, you're talking about your, how you were raised and how you're brought up. I mean, think about it, probably, I don't even know what the number is, but I, I'd venture to say 75% of bus drivers are in from the Vietnam era or older, right? So just, you know, when you think about that older clientele of people that expect uh, respect from from children, right? The way that they're, you know, the way that I was raised anyways, like there's just a lot of that that doesn't transpire anymore. And so people come in with this idea of what their bus what bus driving is and what bus driving used to look like potentially even when they rode a bus and now here we have kids that have cell phones and you know all one slip yeah. up and all of a sudden you're on TikTok or YouTube or whatever it is you know going viral for saying some obscenities speaking to a kid right speaking of cell phones here's another story out of Blanchard Oklahoma I know where Blanchard's at. Been there. I'm not from there. Like your Don't backyard? Uh, no, it's a little farther away, but I, I know where it's at. I'm familiar with it. So a fight between two Blanchard middle school students was caught on camera, but it's who can be heard in the background allegedly egging them on and raise eyebrows. Brent McDonald has three children who attend Blanchard public schools. I grew up in this area. I love Blanchard schools. My kids love Blanchard schools. I love the town, says McDonald. It was last Thursday when his youngest son, this is back in May. Yeah, yeah, last Thursday. Uh, it was last Thursday when his youngest son had a friend over after school. They told me basically what you see in the video, what you see in the video that a kid got jumped on another kid. I don't know the whole story. And then you hear the bus driver encourage, <laughs> encouraging the fight out of McDonald. McDonald thought there was no way a bus driver had gone on 522 Blanchard Middle School students. His friends pulled up the video, and lo and behold, the bus driver can be heard in the background saying, beat the hell out of him. <laughs> so one student, one student, that's terrible. One student is leaning over top of another, and the fight is slow pace at first. The bus driver then shuts the doors leading off the bus and encourages the one student leaning over the other to beat the hell out of him. Was this on the bus, bus or kids. off the bus? Like the kids got off the bus and then were they're, No, they're on the bus and he shut the door so they couldn't get off. Oh, jeez. The bus full of kids gets ratty and the fight gets aggressive. The student on top starts throwing punches and elbows as the student on bottom tries to protect his face with his backpack. The student's screaming. The student on bottom screaming and appears to be crying. What the hell? Like this driver shut the door, like created a an MMA mini, mini fight club. And then, yeah, and tells him to beat the hell out of him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what people are thinking. I think that they, in some regards, they think it's funny. I think this is these are things that can't necessarily get fleshed out in an interview or a background check or anything like that, but, um, well, the yeah. superintendent did say the bus driver, <clears throat> his longtime employee was relieved of his duties. So there you go. Yeah. 
don't encourage fights on your buses and you'll still have your job. No, I mean, that, and that's the point is that, you know, school and the school bus are supposed to be um, safe places. And, you know, I've, I know I've witnessed fights on my own bus. I've witnessed, I've watched many videos of kids fighting and, you know, it's very much a, um, a bully's paradise, if you will, right? They kind of got their, their victim cornered on the bus and they don't really have an opportunity to run away or uh, whatnot. And I think it's just one of those things that this is where, you know, it, it calls a lot of safety issues to the, to the bus. The bus is supposed to be safe, but there's only, in most cases, one adult on the bus that's supposed to be focusing on driving, right? They're, they're not, really able to pay attention to what's going on in the back and then if the fight does break out while the bus is rolling down the road now you got to find you know the bus driver's tasked with pulling over into a safe location calling it in getting up closing in, close the doors yeah, telling well, the kids i mean not, yeah they shouldn't be opening the doors in the first place you know to to let the rest of the chaos go but i would definitely say that they need to you know if they feel safe enough getting in in between the two students to to break it up depending on how old they are i mean we you know we we so, we so do, you're saying they shouldn't encourage the fight should not encourage the fight correct <laughs> should not yeah. should not so, no as much okay. as we you know again uh, you know some of this some people so, will yeah. get a little bit of a laugh or they have a, you know some stories to it we all want to have a pair of boxing gloves, you know, down below and give it to the two kids that bicker every single day at each other like a little married couple and let them, you know, yeah, sure, let them beat the hell out of each other. Isn't that how things were handled back in the Vietnam era anyways, Chad? You had a disagreement yeah, with somebody, yeah. you met them at the flagpole and you went and, you know, then you shook Devil's hands ditch. after it was all done or what? In, in Beaver, Oklahoma, you met them at Devil's Ditch. Devil's Ditch. It. Okay. Devil's ditch. I imagine like, this um, big cornfield with like a irrigation ditch, and that's you guys just fought in the ditch on the side of the road. No, it was it was a block and a half from the school, and it was like this low. It was like a it was like a a lot that was, was really low. You know, water gathering it, and it had a bunch of trees and stuff in it. And you'd walk down in a devil's ditch, and and you just go to town. Was it like a mud hole? It could be. Beaver's pretty dry. Beaver Oklahoma was pretty dry, so you know it wasn't that bad. And if there's mud, you just went to the other side of Devil's Ditch and fought over there. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. did you ever fight in Devil's Ditch? Maybe. Or did you Maybe. just witness fights in Devil's Ditch? Or you're not going to incriminate would... yourself because it could come back as a. I I met a few people there, and they chose not to fight once we met there. Smart, smart. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I wasn't. I would. I could fight. I could fight like hell, but I tried not to. I didn't get in that many fights when I was younger. Yeah. Until I had to. That took care of it and moved on. What's your next story? What do you got? You uh, got next you? one. So we'll roll with. Uh, I think everybody saw this one. This was about two and a half weeks ago. Seventh grader brings school bus to a stop after driver loses consciousness. This was reported. Pulling this out of CBS News, a seventh grader in Michigan is being praised for his quick thinking after taking control of a school bus after the bus driver lost consciousness, according to a statement from the school district superintendent. Situation unfolded on Wednesday while students were being transported home from Carter Middle School in Warren, Michigan, about 30 minutes north of Detroit. During the ride, a bus driver became lightheaded and lost consciousness. While the bus was traveling on Masonic Boulevard near Burnett, uh, road, according to Superintendent Robert D. Livernoy, 
looks like. Quick thinking seventh grader, male student saw the driver in distress and stepped to the front of the bus and helped bring it to a stop without incident. Um, students but not been identified. Uh, the police. Dylan Reeves. What? Dylan Dylan Reeves was the kid. Oh, uh, okay. The Warren police and fire departments responded, attended to the driver, and the students were safely loaded onto a different bus. Actions of the student so the, who helped the bus made all the difference today, and we cannot be prouder of his efforts. So, so apparently, one. the police called the parents, called the dad, said, "Are you the parent of Dylan Reeves?" And that's what this is the the dad recalling it. And I said yes. And I go, "What did he do?" Because you know, <laughs> I thought he was in trouble. <laughs> and the police go, "No, no, this is a good phone call. Your son is a hero. He stopped the bus." Yeah, I'm sure there's more to, more to what he said because then that'd be like, what, what are you talking about? What's top of the bus? So yeah, I mean, if I get a call about my 14 year old, that'd be my first reply. Like, oh, what yeah. do you do? Yep. Well, super ah. super cool story for this kid, and uh, you know, I think that's why we you know we talk about safety and school bus evacuations. Not that he was evacuating anybody, but paying attention to the driver, and we we do talk a little bit about. Um, you know, what to do in the event of an emergency. So, you know, talking about how to use the two-way radio, talk about uh, some some districts go super far into depth about how to, um, you know, pull the parking brake and, you know, or I, I guess if he watches enough or depending on where he sits, you know, maybe he's hey, been interested. Here's, in the, here's, here's your answer. All right. How had Dylan been the only one to notice what was going on? The answer is simple. While other kids have been on their cell phones listening to music or otherwise engrossed in their electronics, Dylan didn't have a cell phone to distract him from the world around him or limit his situational awareness. The dad says, what else are you going to do when you don't have a cell phone? You're going to you're going to look at people. You're going to notice stuff. You're going to look out the window and enjoy the world. It's a very powerful lesson. Maybe it changed the world kind of lesson. I don't know. Yeah. So the kid, the kid didn't have anything to distract yeah. him. Poor I mean, kid. think about they it. They saved, they saved all his kids' lives. Yeah. He wasn't distracted. But certainly, potentially, yeah. So kudos to Dylan, and uh, yeah, next kudos one. Kudos to his parents yeah. for being mean, not buying cell phone. <laughs> well, my if I had kids, they would not have cell phones. So you but, say that, but you're full of it. You say that, know. but you're so. You're, I'd give them a beeper. I'd get a a beeper <laughs> like I had. <laughs> a beeper and a newspaper. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> a bunch of quarters to go find a payphone that doesn't exist any longer. Here's here's yesterday's news for you to read on the way to school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the beeper if the beeper goes off, they can just borrow their friend's cell phone. Sure, sure. You got mm-hmm. another one? Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Uh, if you got see. one, if not, I got one. Like we can tee up. No, I I I guess I'm gonna do. Hold on, I, I forget. So here's a disturbing one. Um, child passes note to school bus driver to call police for her. I haven't read this at all. This is three days ago. A Texas man has been arrested for assault after a child tipped off a school bus driver by passing him a note asking for help. The girl made the plea for help and provided an address to a, to a bus driver in Odessa, West Texas. Just Odessa, Texas. Why did they say West Texas? Uh, hours later, officers from Odessa Police Department arrived at the house to find David Amato Gonzalez, age 38, and the girl's mother sitting on the porch. As the police approached, the pair retreated inside the house and refused to open the door for several minutes. The woman eventually told police that Gonzalez had come home intoxicated at 1 a.m. in the morning. 
pulled her hair and punched her several times. He allegedly bit her forehead, held a knife to her neck. Wow, my gosh, this guy is not a nice guy. He's arrested and charged with aggravated assault. So the little girl passed a note to the bus driver asking her to call police and send him to her house. This smart kid. Yeah. Good for her, man. Wait, how old did you say she was? Uh, or did it say? Did I didn't doesn't say how old she was. Interesting. No, it didn't say. I mean, I'm assuming she, well, she's school age. Crazy. She's going to she's school age because she's going to school. So. I mean, she's there's some young. some jacked up people out there. She's under 18. So was her parents? So apparently, there's a guy that was a went to her. Got, I don't think it's her dad. I didn't see that. So the guy that came over and saw her mom, he was intoxicated. So somebody her dad seen or her mom seen. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a boyfriend. Sounds like it. Interesting. Wow. Too bad. Yeah. Huh? Smart said, for her. So the police said the woman had can... bruises. She had bruises and whatnot. She was fine. Yeah. Mom was. He's Smart. arrested, charged with aggravated assault uh, with a weapon and parole violation. He's being held on $50,000 bond. He might want to go bail him out. He can rot there. Yeah, that was a uplifting <laughs> one there. All right. Jeez. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Uh, how about this one? Colorado school bus driver faces charges after video shows him slamming on the brakes and jolting students. Ah, I want to do that one. You want to do that one? Yeah. Well, take it away. No, no, Pull no, it up and no, read no, it. Go for it. Huh? No, no, go ahead. Colorado school bus driver has been fired and now facing dozens of counts of child abuse after being caught on video slamming the brakes, sending elementary students tumbling into the seats in front of them. Incident I mean, it's kind of a lesson, right? I don't get it. It I seems mean, I, like yeah. you do. you're not listening. You're supposed to say, see that dog that just ran out in front of the road? <laughs> Sorry, everybody, there's a dog. <laughs> That's why you set in the seat. That's messed up. The incident involving the Castle Rock Elementary School students happened in the Denver area on March 1st. The 61-year-old driver, Brian Fitzgerald, is heard telling the children the reports of staying seated while transporting them home after school. You quote, you guys need to be in your seats. Fitzgerald is heard telling the students in footage the Douglas County School District provided to Fox News Digital. You guys want to see how dangerous that is? Question mark. <laughs> Fitzgerald then appears to slam on the bus brakes and the students lurch forward and then complain. So I know that we've taken a few phone calls uh, in the past about that when I was working for a district about bus drivers that had slammed on the brakes or brake check kids. And, um, you know, obviously that's a, a big issue of people trying to prove a point or set kids straight and trying to teach them a lesson. Obviously we don't want to be doing that. And, uh, hopefully there aren't anybody out there doing that because I believe this person, yes, is f uh, dealing with um, criminal charges now. So, you know, think before you act. Yeah. Yep. Kids. Uh, well, hopefully those kids will understand. They'll actually have a new bus driver, but, uh, you know, I don't see seatbelts on here. So what, what was the, what, well, let's not talk about seatbelts. What was the driver's name? Uh, we go Fitzgerald. Back. Yeah, Fitzgerald. Those kids will grow up when they get older. They'll look back and go. They'll remember. I remember when old Mister Fitzgerald taught us a lesson to sit yeah, down. Brian Fitzgerald. So life lessons. I bet if it had seatbelts, it'd be a different story. Maybe. 
they just be beating each other with seatbelts and still beating me. No, no, I'm talking about the three point ones, the the good ones that retract back into the seat. You can't beat them with seatbelt. I mean, you can, but those are way better than the lap belts. Yeah, well, they got tall restraint seats. I can see in the video. Yeah, well, I'm sorry for taking your article. What you got next? No, you're fine. Give me a chance to go get a tortilla. <laughs> um, let's see. You already read that one. That was exciting. Uh, I guess I'll do another fight one. All right. April 26, 2023. Boston school bus driver attacked by an angry parent. Should have brake checked that parent. A Boston public school bus driver was allegedly punched in the stomach by a parent on Tuesday. According to the article, police officers responded to a report of an assault and battery in progress at the intersection of whatever. The driver, who was not identified, says the child's mother punched him in the stomach. I'm sorry. <laughs> the driver, who's not identified, said the child's mother punched him in the stomach and pulled out a knife. Oh my gosh! In front of him, while students were on were on the bus, she pulled a knife. Police reportedly said the mother, who was not identified in the article, shattered the bus rearview mirror. The driver reportedly told police he was experiencing pain in his abdomen. And went, oh my gosh, dude! Seriously, she stabbing? Like she didn't stab you? Maybe he's old. She punched him hard he, enough. I mean, she could have been big. She could have been a big, strong woman, and he was older. This is true. This is I'm picturing, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like Michelle from Kyrene punched me in the stomach. It'd be okay. I'm going to be all right. I'm not going to go to the hospital. She probably punched you pretty hard. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't want Chelsea. Michelle, Chelsea, you... drop, Chelsea would drop me to my knees, man. That woman, <laughs> she could probably hit. She threw... She threw hammers in college. I would think that both of them could probably hit pretty good. So, both of you ladies have permission to uh, punch Chad when we see him <laughs> at TA. We'll we'll get him getting liquored up, and we'll we'll have a punch off. So the story is, it doesn't say why she was mad. Like that was that was the end of the article. Is it he had tummy aches and went to the hospital, and well, she was arrested. My I guess. guess is he was probably. Wrote, his, wrote her kid up for something that the kid was doing. She didn't like it and came back to, you know, confront him about it. So, I mean, that's that's a typical MO um, from angry parents when they feel that their kid is being picked on by the bus driver or something, right? And all the driver's trying to do is just do their job and probably was doing some sort of disciplinary something with the student and... Mom didn't like the uh, action coming back from it. Would be my guess, if I had to. Okay, I found I, I found some more. Right, the Trotter School, alongside with the entire Boston Public Schools, has no higher priority than providing a safe, affirming learning environment for our students. That's a it's a canned response. In March, seventy year old PBS bus driver allegedly attacked by a parent. So yeah, seventy. So the guy was seventy. Yeah, yeah. You go get checked out. Make sure you're good. Uh, I saw a commotion. There's something happened, said a neighbor. <clears throat> he was reportedly repeatedly punched in the face and suffered injuries. This is, say, this is the same one. Uh, the bus driver told police he did not recognize the parent. Oh, no, this is a different one. Dang it. 
You're reading another, another article? This is, yeah. From the well, same school district? No, they're both Boston, though. When the other one Boston? Yeah. Yeah, this one's Boston. And this one's Boston, too, but it's a man who pummeled a seven-year-old in the face. And, oh, I see and a related that. article down here. Did you see the one that was in Arizona? I wasn't going to share that one because we know this. No, sure. Is uh, it one of yours? I don't, I don't want to share it. I, you can read it in your own free time, or the people that want to go look for it, they can, but I don't know that it's a good idea. Other states will share. Nobody's listening mm-hmm. over there in those states. Uh, yeah, so obviously a slew of that. Maybe I'll follow that one up with the Florida man arrested well, for... Or, 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 as I'm looking through, looking for the fault to figure out the whole story on that, and I found the man attacking the guy in Boston also. There's a mother on the run, and daughters were arrested after attack on Baton Rouge bus drivers. This is back in April 23. Was a lot so apparently... Of Police arrested two sisters, ages 13 and 18, after the two were seen on video pummeling a Baton Rouge bus driver. The pair's mother, who also got in on the attack, is still on the run. So the 13 and 18-year-olds are beating on a bus driver. Mom jumps in and starts wailing away on him, too. She faces similar charges of second-degree battery uh, and contributing delinquency of a minor, of course. Yeah. Wow. So... They jumped. The page claims she jumped in after the bus driver disrespected her daughter and she acted disrespected her daughter and that she acted like any concerned mother. <laughs> she acted like, now, if you talk bad to my kid, I'm going to jump in there. We're all going to wail away on you. That's what any concerned mother would do. Yes, she nailed it. I don't know why they're pressing charges against her. Don't, uh, don't. Don't mess with Mama Bear, right? So, so how many of those articles, I wonder, are there? Oh, there's several. I mean, here's another one. Florida man arrested after punching a bus aide. Uh, man stormed onto a school bus yelling at the driver and reportedly punched the bus aide after his son was suspended from the bus route in Alcala, Florida. According to the article, a male suspect who was not identified was upset about his son's discipline. As the bus was dropping off a group of children on a stop May 2nd, he allegedly approached the bus and asked the bus driver if he could come on board. The driver repeated, reportedly said no, and the man repeatedly told him to shut the expletive up. Uh, the man then proceeded to scream at the bus aide before allegedly hitting the aide's chest while snatching back a piece of paper. A cell phone video was reportedly taken by a student on the bus, and it shows a father hit the aide's chest and then grab a lanyard around the aide's neck. Children can also be heard in the background screaming and yelling. The man has now been reportedly arrested and charged with battery on public and private education. Private or, sorry, public or private education employee disturbance of a school function and unarmed burglary of an occupied conveyance. According to the sheriff's office, his bond was set at $17,500. Wow. I mean... Is it just me, or does it feel like there's like an uptick of these that are, you know, just because we're searching for them? I don't, I don't feel like this has been a big thing, and I feel like, I've, I want to say before maybe you came, have you, have you seen Jesus Fierhermosa at TAA, or was he before you? Kind of, uh, he talked yeah. about like active shooter stuff and like how to, you know, like reasonable force or anything like that. No. So he's going to be at TA this year, but he's going to be doing something a little bit different than what his normal kind of bread and butter topics are. But 
you know, he's he's been around to talk about um, just what to you know what to do, how to protect yourself, how to you know what to do in the case of an active shooter. I mean, obviously, none of these are uh, gun related, but I think it's definitely a little bit alarming to see how many how many adults are physically taking action against bus drivers or bus aides uh, on the bus in recent months. I know that I saw Shannon had posted something on a, another article that was shared. Um, I'll pull it up and we'll share it here in a second um, about just somebody else taking kind of, or at least noticing that there's been an uptick on, I guess, uh, violence against transportation personnel. So, Chad, you got the next one. Well, now I'm bummed out now. Um, let's see. What do we got? What do we got? Let's find one. Oh, you read the bus aid one. You got a punch in the bus aid. Ah, here we go. Ready? Hold on. Let me wash down this tortilla real quick. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Everyone that's down and out right now, get ready. February 1st, 2023, North Carolina school bus driver wins the lottery. School bus driver from Warrington, North Carolina, won $150,000 on a $5 scratch-off lottery ticket. So for all you bus drivers out there running around, running around, you see some Circle Ks and stuff, stop and get your lottery <laughs> ticket. The kids will be fine. Don't worry. Just grab some. Have the kids scratch them for you even. The more, the merrier. Paula Harris, 59-year-old school bus driver, bought a crossword-style cashword multiplier ticket from a gas station. According to the news article, Harris collected her prize on January 7th at the North Carolina Lottery headquarters after, excuse me, required state and federal tax withholdings. She received $106,876. Well, Is that even winning uh, the lottery at that point? I mean, like, what do you constitute as winning the lottery? A million dollars? I mean, a hundred grand. I mean, hundred grand is I, a good chunk I, of change, but I don't know. Like, I don't. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a it's quite an article for hundred. It's grand. not enough for you to like, you know, tell your bosses, "Peace out, I'm I'm done with this." No, I hadn't I hadn't read the article until. Although, just now, so think about I this. This is really sad. This will put things into perspective for you. Think about the annual average of like what a bus driver makes, right? Probably about twenty grand. So that would last them about five years they're living like that well she's paying off the remaining part of her house yeah uh, her mortgage and gonna help her kids but out. i'm just saying if other people were to win about that amount of money i guess you wouldn't have to work for five years if you can make it last i can make it last for four uh, fair enough a person yeah. very very close to me um had mentioned that you don't need to actually scratch off all of the scratchers like there's apparently like a little barcode or something that you can you just scratch the bottom, and then you can either run it through the lottery website or take it back in, and they'll scan it for you. So you don't have to sit there and literally... Well, what's the fun it. of that? Well, I tried to explain it to this person, and they disagreed. I think they just wanted to, you know... I want to buy a lottery ticket and then go over and have someone scan it for me. I mean, <laughs> the, the, fun, the fun is finding the penny and scratching it and getting that stuff all over your clothes and stuff and yeah. wipe it off. Ask your shirt. Yeah. It kind of makes my teeth hurt, though, like when you're like using a coin to scratch and it's ooh, like just almost like nails on a chalkboard to me. So, yeah, I can see that, I guess. I think I'd. How about it. this? I got one more. All right. 
I'm going I'm to steal your turn because this is May 12, 2023. I just saw this. And this may be one of them you shared because I hadn't looked through your outline. This is the $2 million dollar lottery one? No. Oh, okay. No. Well, this, gotta... this, is, this is a New Jersey school bus that went missing. Oh, okay. A school bus filled with elementary students went missing for almost an hour in New Jersey before it was ultimately found in another town. Apparently, the driver is out looking for lottery tickets. And (laughs) (laughs) the incident occurred Thursday morning when a bus hit a red barricade next to a pump at a gas station. According to the article, Patrick Blazure, Blazure, B-L-A-Z-U-R-E, Blazure, Patrick Blazure, witnessed the, you like the way, Blazure, Witnessed the moment when the bus crashed and he immediately knew something was wrong with the driver. Police stated, stated via the article that the 80-year-old operator was supposed to drop the students off. They just said 80? 80? 80-year-old Ow. driver. But when the bus never arrived, district officials and police went into emergency mode. Investigators stated that the driver suffered an apparent medical emergency and crashed the bus as he was pulling in the parking lot just off Route 22. Officer reportedly added that the bus was impacted. Bus impacted the back of a flatbed trailer as the driver was trying to maneuver the bus. The driver seemed dazed, confused, and was reported 80. Of course, I'm just. I mean that. There's some good-looking idiots out listen, there. I don't want to be discriminated. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an ageist. But, I mean, what I'm going to say, please, nobody be offended by this. I mean, I know people older than me that are sharper than I am still. Um, I mean, is there like a yearly thing or like quarterly thing that, that you should like test? I mean, because... And you're not going to prevent this because this is like a one-day thing. Or all of a sudden, the guy felt dazed and confused. Um, he was completely out of it. About 20 students were on board. Uh, no injury reported. Students were checked in by a nurse. Everything was fine. Uh, it was unclear what kind of murder, medical emergency the driver suffered. I mean, checked out by medical staff at the scene. So I don't know. I mean, they didn't say what happened to him. Well, I can tell you here in Arizona... Uh, driver, bus drivers have to do two year. They have to get a f- medical physical, CDL physical every two years. Now, if their health is in poorer condition, the doctor can either rec- or require them to come in annually for a physical, or every six months for a physical, depending on what they got going on. Then, per DPS uh, minimum standards, they have to do a physical agility test every two years. So that typically involves lifting and dragging some weight, climbing up and down stairs, sliding out the back of the bus or the side of the bus, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, definitely there's, if they're able to do it, I mean, I feel like, isn't Chuck Norris 80 now? I don't know. I'm just joking. I don't think he's that old. Either. I would love to compare an average 80-year-old uh, But I, I will admit that in my previous employer, we did have a couple 80-year-olds that were still driving for us. And they, I mean, they were able to do all I'm the not, work. No, no, no. I'm, so. not, I'm not saying they're not capable. You're trying to get me in trouble, Jason. No, I'm not. You're trying to get me punched in the stomach by an 80-year-old person. <laughs> well, you already have two ladies that are going to be punching you in the stomach, so... 
I was not saying they are not capable whatsoever. So I just wanted to know taken. what they were able to or what they were required to do in order to be able to continue working. Yes. Is that correct? And that goes back to why I'm opposed to seatbelts on a school bus because you don't have like NFL linemen driving school buses that can help throw kids off a bus in case of a serious accident. I, and I don't disagree with you, sir. So how about how about this one? How about this family? Did you just read one or did I? You read, you read one. You did yours? It. You just read it. Oh, I did, didn't I? You have Wednesday oh, short-term memory I, loss or what? Maybe you need to get your, you need to get a doctor to have your physical done. Do a memory test. Absolutely. <laughs> I tell people, I've said it for years, the gray hair on my head is my memory leaving my brain. Cool. And I'm Fair pretty enough. much white at this point. I dig it. Yeah. All right, so it's your turn. I'm still on the show here. All right. Well, we do have, uh, there were actually, when I was looking for this, or I wasn't specifically looking for this, but I saw quite a few others. Um, This one's a little bit more on the sad side, obviously very sad. Wisconsin student killed boarding school bus. NTSB is going to investigate uh, this one. National Transportation Safety Board will investigate the Excelsior, Wisconsin crash that resulted in the death of a 13-year-old. Uh, WMTV reported that Evelyn Gurney was boarding a school bus of Reedsburg school bus when a pickup truck hit her on May 12th. Uh, the NTSB announced on Twitter that it will conduct a safety investigation along with the Sault County Sheriff's Office. Uh, initial investigation determined that Gurney had not yet boarded the, bu- the stopped bus when a pickup truck came up behind the bus and did not slow down in time. Sounds like the truck reportedly swerved right to avoid the bus, but still sideswiped it before going over a driveway and striking Gurney. Uh, Sheriff's office reported the first responders attempted life-saving measures on the team, but she died at the scene. Driver of the truck suffering major minor injuries. So, you know, just a, again, a, a kind of a somber reminder of, you know, um, obviously we tout that school buses are the safest mode of transportation but i think when you talk about the danger zone that's uh around the bus and most of the uh fatalities that come from um you know from school bus related deaths i guess really truly happen around uh, around the bus not necessarily on the bus but around the bus i had seen another article that was um, I don't want to go into that one, but just that a bus driver had ran over the legs of a of a bus, of a student. So you know those things. Um, we had a a situation here happen a few years ago that I I remember. Um, that had a similar situation, and just those are all things that, you know, those are are very good reminders for bus drivers to be on the lookout, right? Kind of paying attention. Uh, in this case, you know, there's nothing that you can really do about avoiding being rear-ended during the, you know, the pickup of a student, but paying attention specifically during, you know, drop-off times and kind of reiterating to students that they need to be crossing in front of the bus and not walking behind the bus. And um, I can definitely say that I was guilty of that as a bus driver that, you know, I'd try and encourage kids to walk in front of the bus as I was dropping them off, but oftentimes I I could see them walk to the right and hang out with their friends and then crossing the street again, right? So I'd try and have a conversation with them, um, you know, following the next day or just say, hey, 
If you're crossing the street, you need to use, you know, cross while I have traffic stopped and I can be an extra pair of eyes for you. So um, just, yeah. you know, again, another good reminder for students that they need to be keeping an eye out, you know, get off your phones. I think that's just another thing that you kind of, Oh, that's really gotta missed. be terrible, right? Well, just, yeah, get off your phone, pay attention, get home safe, right? Nothing on your phone is that important that you shouldn't be paying attention to what your surroundings are. So, uh, yeah. unfortunate here, but, uh, definitely is out there and does happen. I see. So I see these, these kids that get dropped off over by our house. I've seen them before walking on the sidewalk. Every one of them walked on this, and this isn't at the bus stop, but they've already turned the corner. But still, every one of them, are, they're, they don't know where they're going. They're I just can be on autopilot, there. just staring yeah. at the phone. I mean, I, I'm guilty. I do the same. I'm I can be standing there like red hot chili pepper with a sock on my privates in the front yard, and they would never notice me. They just walk. Just oh, they probably would. You end up on TikTok and then in jail. So don't <laughs> okay, do that. That was, bad, that was a bad, that was a bad. Jesus. Example. I could be on fire in my front yard. Yeah. And yes. they probably wouldn't notice. Probably that. So I can imagine oh, as soon as they get off the as soon as they get off the bus, they're looking right at their phone again, right? Yep. I mean uh, yeah. yeah. And that's a downer, Jason. That's terrible. Yeah, well, I, so I, I I've thought about this. How about this? I've thought about with all those new electronics and cars, right? Everything's electronically controlled. They have adaptive crews and whatnot. How about we figure out a system? You know, it won't happen on every vehicle for quite some time, but let's say every EV, right, from now on, and then anything built after 2020 <clears throat> or even sooner than that. Let's build a system where a certain range around the bus, right, like a, like a 100 yards. As soon as the car starts entering that, when you've got your eight ways on and stop signs out, like it controls the car, it makes the car come to a slow stop and sit there until you put the stop arm back in. And then what would happen is those people be coming to a stop, you know, like a 1987 Ford F-150 be rearing everybody, but it's that person's fault for not slowing down and stopping for school bus. But it protects the kids. Yeah, it tears up some cars, it protects the kids. That, that's capable. That's possible, right? Some way, shape, or form, some electronic, magnetic, Filled, <laughs> yeah. Kids would be kids would be in tumors or something from it, maybe, but they wouldn't be getting hit by cars. I don't know. Got to be a way to fix that. Well, got to be a way. I mean, I th I think that the. I mean, we've kind of mentioned this before, right? I think that with Tesla, what they're doing with self driving and some of the other, um, you know, what is it, Uber and Lyft that are you know kind of bringing, uh, the self driving infrastructure to. To reality, if you will, right. I th I think that as that infrastructure gets built, the only way that that ends up working is really where vehicles you have to take the human element out of it, right? And, it, and maybe and maybe you don't. I mean, obviously, I don't I don't want to pretend. I don't you... even want to try. But I I know that the collision mit mitigation is there now, right? That if you you know, I guess if you weren't paying attention, that the the vehicle is going to break for you. So yeah, with on, that, our, on like, our international school buses, and it yeah. works phenomenally. It's right, very... but I, again, I does it like I don't know to what extent you know could it really take over here to where it's going to say you know, or does it somehow the vehicle systems talk to each other to not maybe not necessarily say 
they stop the vehicle for you, but they, you know, there's some other type of alert that, like, in a heads-up display on the windshield or something that pops up and says school bus ahead, you know, that kind of, like, like a big yellow film that comes over the windshield, you know what I mean? That like pays it. <laughs> the I, I, no, I'm not saying that it blinds. <laughs> I'm just saying like it, like a still a transparent, um, you know, film that you can see what you're doing, but it's, you know, the same thing would like alert people to, you know, uh, emergency services that are passing, right? Red and blues and stuff. I don't know. Like the technology is yeah. not, it's getting there, but it's not there. And I think the only true way of it truly working the way that you're speaking about is if all the vehicles on the road were self-driving and talking to each other through some sort of, you well, know, it doesn't have, it doesn't really have to be self-driving. I mean, you think about like you've mentioned collision mitigation; it it'll take over for you. Like it'll, you know, it'll it'll uh, it'll apply the brakes and stuff for you. I mean, uh, so there's and that's done with radar. Now they're working on pedestrian. Right, they get pedestrian. It'll see pedestrians. It's not there yet, which I think needs to be like as soon as possible on a school bus. But on cars especially, but yeah, you're right. You just have millions and millions of cars that are going to have that technology for a long time. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a way to do it. Um, I mean, I, I mean, if, in if, my if, opinion... If, if, if OnStar can shut down a car from Michigan, they can shut down a car here in Arizona. <laughs> sure. there's, a way, there's a way to make it happen. But and it, if your dream of self-driving school buses, automated school buses ever comes to fruition, which is asinine by the way but if it ever comes to fruition no more asinine than selling a bus driver with a bus sir what (laughs) i said no more asinine than selling a bus driver with a bus that is a phenomenal idea (laughs) you 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 interview every director in this state say if you could purchase a bus with a ready-made ready-to-go bus driver on contract for five years would you buy it? Everyone. So what if it? Sure. What if it was like an Android, like C three PO? No, I don't. I do not support you in that. So you want a human element? Yeah, I just there's just some legality issues I got to work through. <laughs> like forcing <laughs> people to work for five years. Yeah, I mean, how do I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to set up the contract. Yeah, so it's legal binding. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. You got any more before I, I, we switch? I'll get it figured out. I'll get it figured out. All right, let's see. Another one. Uh, how about stolen car crash into school bus in Wisconsin back okay. in May 2023? Man, these articles are new. Yeah. A lot's been going on in school bus world I know. recently. I know. Kind of scary. Several people were injured when a reckless driver in a stolen car crashed into a school bus. The crash occurred outside Morse Middle School. From the gifted and talented, wow, say that fast. The Morse Middle School for the Gifted and Talented in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Morse Middle School for the Gifted and Talented Stallions, probably. Stallions, maybe? Maybe. The Vikings? So it happened around 9 a.m. on Monday when a group of individuals driving a stolen vehicle struck the bus. The video obtained, I mean, if you're going to hit anybody, Police car, a fire truck, an ambulance, and a school bus. That's who you do not want to run into in a stolen vehicle. That's my list, anyway. A vehicle obtained by local news shows a white Kia swerving. I saw this video. There's someone has a video, like a, I don't know, the phone or car. You see this car swerving down the street for some weird reason, and it slams into the back of the bus. I don't know why it's swerving. 
once the kid crashes into the bus, video shows the passenger falling out and being dragged on the ground. Documents of the vehicle reportedly fled the scene on foot, leaving behind a 15-year-old who was later transported to a local hospital with life-threatening injuries in the car, I guess. According to the article, Milwaukee police, the 11-year-old, that an 11-year-old who was on the bus was taken to the local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Thank God school buses are safe. That Kia had no chance against that school bus. Yeah. Milwaukee Police Department stated the crash remains under investigation. They are actively looking for unknown suspects. This is like, I don't even have an update on that. I got to find an update on that for you guys. I'm sure they found them by now. Three teens arrested last week after stolen Kia. So three teens were arrested. No wonder it was driving erratically. Uh, have you not seen that video? No. It's like from one curb to the other. Like all, It looks like they're fighting over the steering wheel or something. Yikes. It's crazy. Probably were. Uh, so a 14, wow. I indicate 14-year-old boy who's driving is charged with first-degree reckless injury, hit and run, first-degree recklessly endangering safety, secondary recklessly endangering safety, and driving, operating a vehicle without owner's consent. Say anything about not having a driver's license? The second teen is charged with operating a motor vehicle without the owner's consent, a misdemeanor. The specific charges filed against the 13 have not been disclosed. So 14-year-old, so two 14-year-olds and a 15-year-old. And then the one, what did it say, 15-year-old that was taken to the hospital? Yeah. And a fifth person was still being sought. So it's probably their dad. Crazy. Yeah, here's a video of it. It hit, it hit a type A, the type A school bus, ran right in the back of it. That's that's pretty much it. If you're waiting on me to give you any more information, <laughs> good. That's good. good. So we'll switch gears two, out four, of that. Two, two fourteen-year-olds, two fifteen-year-olds, and an unknown person. One fifteen-year-old was injured severely in the car, and eleven-year-old was not injured severely sitting on the bus. Um, people can. I mean, I think if you get on these couple of websites, you you, you know you want to read see what else is going on in the world uh in school bus school bus world there's a lot for sure uh but we'll switch gears a little bit obviously um kind of more on the maintenance side of things i i imagine this has been killing people all and by killing i don't mean really but destroying school budgets um (laughs) diesel drop levels diesel drop levels off uh while gasoline prices keep rising so diesel you know diesel is what's sitting about 50 cents cheaper right now than unleaded at least here in the in the valley um i don't even know what it says here but the uh price of gasoline rose about seven cents more on average while diesel saw a slight overall increase of nearly two cents nationwide at the cost as the cost seemed to start leveling off for school bus fleets across the country uh, the U.S. Energy Information Administration reported the gasoline averaged three sixty-six a gallon, which is what a dollar forty more or dollar forty less than what it is here in Phoenix right now. Uh, across the nation, the average price of diesel fuel averaged around four twelve per gallon. Uh, both gasoline and diesel prices remained down compared to a year ago during the same week. Seems a little hard to believe, in my opinion. Um, do you know what? Do you know why it's so high out here? I've heard that there's a refinery that's undergoing maintenance in Texas and um, the switchover, summer blend switchover 
uh, here in, in, at least in Phoenix, you know, I, I know I was down in Southern Arizona a couple of weeks ago and it was like, I feel like it was almost, uh, 80 cents cheaper, uh, in Southern Arizona, like not in Tucson proper, but outside of Tucson. So. Could have just said yes. Oh, I thought you were actually wanting like the details. <laughs> sorry, sir. It does say here, what's next for fuel prices? With oil prices touching the highest levels of 2023 at nearly $83 a barrel, the national average price of gasoline has continued to inch higher. With 45 of the nation's 50 states seeing prices rise over the week, uh, said Patrick DeHaan, head of petroleum analysis at Gas Buddy. While the rising prices of oil is likely to likely the largest factor in rising gas prices, seasonal impacts continue to also exert pressure on prices. So, um, you know, again, I think a couple years ago, while I was still working for a district, diesel prices were down in the low threes, I feel like. Maybe a little bit less than that. So, you know, that's definitely, when you're budgeting at a at the district level, you're budgeting about, you know, call it $400,000 for the year to get through diesel, depending on what your fleet is looking like. And then all of a sudden it, it doubles, you know, in a year mm-hmm. that's got to be severely impacting people. And I know recently, um, I heard districts were sharing with me that there was a diesel shortage. Um, there was actually like a driver shortage where they weren't able to find enough drivers to get fuel delivered. So, it seems like it's just been one thing after another, um, at least here in Arizona. I don't know if that's impacting across the Southwest or not, or the rest of the country, but um, definitely some things that people have been really kind of struggling with to, you know, make sure that fleets can even be on the road. What I mean, what's that look like? All of a sudden, you know, as a parent, you're getting a phone call, you know, a, a dialer saying, hey, we're sorry, the buses aren't going to run tomorrow because we're out of fuel. You know, I just like I don't have any. Oh yeah, I think like. yeah, I think about that. <clears throat> hmm. I guess that would happen. Okay, I mean, right? it, yeah, you're yeah. Out of fuel, out of fuel. Yeah. So you know, this you is line them up a line them up a quick trip and get fuel. Yeah, it's not I, a thing. I, I mean, I would hate to see a hundred buses, you know, a hundred bus fleet having to go to <laughs> QT and trying to you know fuel up. That'd, that'd be pretty wild. You would love to see it. Yeah. They no, I mean, I. I guess when you're in dire need or maybe you're working with a different fuel supplier, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's so, so when a school district, when a school district budgets for fuel, do they like, they go off today's prices when they set the budget or do they like, okay, we're going to, we're going to fluff this because fuel prices could go up. Let's say, let's say price are $3 a gallon for just conversation's sake. You're setting your budget as $3 a gallon. Do you like say, well, we're going to budget for $4 a gallon just in case. And then let's say it never gets above three fifty a gallon. That remaining money that's in the budget for fuel does that get to go back in the transportation department? Not typically. I would say. I mean, probably every district budgets differently. Um, that would be a smart method, especially with how volatile gas prices seem to continue to be able to climb as quickly as they do and don't seem to fall as fast. So um, definitely something. You know, maybe some if somebody wants to share their their process for it, but. Uh, in my experience, it's been typically like, this is your budget. This is about what we think we, you know, they look maybe historically back on um, previous years about how much money has been spent or what was budgeted versus what was spent. And then they kind of tend to plan around that. 
Um, but if you come, typically, if you come in under budget, I would say it's probably pretty standard practice that the districts will take that money and put it back into the general fund to allocate to something else that they need money for. So um, it, it's See, not, I, if, you if don't was, get rewarded was, for I, doing a good job and coming under budget. If that's what you're so asking. you want to go, so you want so you want to be over budget. That way, you just get free. No, you don't want to be over budget because then you have to go talk to the board about why you need more money and you can't do what you what you need to do with, you know, what you have. So, because I would I would think if I was a director and I have no idea how the process works and I don't I don't want to know, <laughs> so nobody call me. That if you, I would look back at like the last two years and the and the current year. What's the high, right? Like, what's the, what's your high diesel price your, or your gas price or propane, whatever fuel you're running? And I would, I would look and see what the peak price was. I try to base my budget off that peak price. I and you may still be short, but you you probably wouldn't be. Like, if you start out the year at three three dollars a gallon, and you budget for an average peak high of four fifteen a gallon. It's going to take a while to get that four fifteen a gallon. Then you might dip back down. So I think you'd be safe if you did that. Maybe I mean, I'm wrong. You would think so, but uh, I don't know. A friend of mine said I mansplained too much, so I'm not going to try and mansplain to you, Chad, because you're a man. You mansplain so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, well, but, I but watch, watch how how quickly fuel just rose in the valley in this last run. Right, it was like three fifty. No, it was four fifty. I feel like, and it went up like thirty cents in a day, right? So, well, yeah. If you, I mean, if you're shutting down a refinery to do maintenance, which, by the way, terrible timing. This BS, right? I mean, they know what they're doing. I, you would think if you shut if you shut if you're shutting down a refinery to do maintenance, it's it's going to come pretty quick because you don't have you know just millions of gallons of reserves laying around waiting to offset that. You want the conspiracy side of? No, They're not if it's no. political. Is it political? Well, I, in my opinion, it's the push of EV, right? It's oh making making fuel unaffordable or making fuel oh. unaffordable so that people go and buy EV. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is the most ridiculous conspiracy. Is it? Absolutely. Okay. It is. It, you, you want to know that? No, we're not going to go down this route. You already said. I just. No, do, do you want to know the real reason? Yeah. Why? And this goes back four years. Because there's too right? many people in the world, and it's the no, no, no. listen. No, this is it's it's it's. Is it if you understand the industry, which I, supply I grew up and in, demand. I grew up in the oil and gas industry. I did. My dad is a tool pusher. My whole life, I worked on oil rigs. I worked in gas pipelines. I worked on all that stuff. So when Saudi Arabia increased their production to over 33 million barrels a day. That drove oil prices down. And when that happened, you had a bunch of oil and gas companies go out of business. Now, then you throw in pandemic, which shut all everything down and supply down, you know, more companies go out of business. So if you go back, say, um, eight years, eight, 10 years. Oh, eight years, 10 years. Let's think about eight to 10 years, you had over. I don't know, 1,100, 1,200 rigs actively drilling in the United States. That number today, well, it got down to like 300 and some during the pandemic. That number today is still only up to 700 and some rigs. That 
all those businesses, all those oil and gas businesses going out of business and those tens of thousands of people unemployed and those three, 400 rigs that got stacked out, they probably aren't coming back anytime soon. If they do decide someone to buy those rigs and bring them out of the yard and put them back in commission, it takes time to get them back up to speed just to replenish the parts that are missing or broken or wore out, whatever. So it's a slow, long process. And I don't know if we'll ever get back to the every category of thousand. I mean, gas, the sad thing is oil prices are going to get to like over $100 a barrel before they start to pull those rigs off the shelf. Because right now they're making money hand over fist. Yeah, right? at eighty six dollars a barrel or whatever we just said. So yeah, but they, but they're they're not they're not drilling. They don't have a thousand rigs running in the United States. They have seven hundred and fifty rigs running in the United States, and they're still eighty three dollars a barrel. Well, you know we're so a little bit greed, right? A little bit greed, but also you know the loss of loss of uh, resources to have those thousand or twelve hundred or fifteen hundred rigs out there running. Yeah. But that that's what that's what led to it. I mean when they flooded the market, drove prices down, it put people out of business because there's a lot of oil and gas businesses that are on the teetering on the brink and yeah. something like that shuts them down. Or they're you know they're strung out and they need a couple of good wells, you know, a good a good six months to get get ahead and something like that hits and they just they can't do it. Yep. That's why. You know, I See, mean, you're so smart. This is it's, so not, it's, not political. it's not political, it's just world economics. It's how it works. World economics, I feel that. Yes, yeah. so okay. here's a story for you. All right, speaking of being unpolitical, back in well, that's dang May 6th, 22. Man, a lot of things have happened in May. This is yesterday, published May 16, 2023. Uh, updated, uh, updated, yeah, no, that's it. An Alabama bus driver is facing criticism for letting students off the bus in the middle of an active police standoff. Friday after school turned into a frightening situation for Sarah Bishop and her 12-year-old son. The Simmons Middle School student called his mom, saying the bus driver dropped him and several children off in the middle of a standoff where armed officers were gathering. From their unit... At Haven Apartments in Hoover, the boy could hear officers using tear gas to get a suspected bank robber to surrender. The only thing I could tell him to do was lay down in the hallway and pray, Bishop said. The mother is now speaking out about what she considers the bus driver's poor decision-making. So the bus driver pulls up on an active standoff with police officers, like, get off the bus, kids. I got a nail appointment. I got to get. I got I to gotta go. I gotta go get my oil change in my truck. I don't know what the reason was, but it seems like you'd be late getting home from work that day because you're not gonna drop the kids off in the middle of the standoff with police officers. How about just call and ask somebody what you should do? So, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> but the or common sense says don't drop them off next to us. No, I mean of course that's common sense, but yes, when when in doubt, call somebody and ask for help. Right? That's that's oh, really. My gosh. I want to know if anybody that listens to this has ever experienced anything similar to that. Like, where you've seen like a bunch of cop cars gathered by a bus stop, and you just will you go on to the next one? Do usually they won't even let you, right? I mean, in my experience, they'll they'll guide you away, and you know they've either got a perimeter set up or something that that says you're not going to even get close. So, um, you know, and a lot of times if you have 
really, in my experience, like, we actually had, this one was right before I left, um, the school had to go on lockdown because of a, a situation that was going on in the neighborhood, and, you know, they gave us the heads up what was going on, and so they were working with our, basically, emergency management team to, you know, A, to keep, it wasn't happening at the school, but it was in the neighborhood of the school, and so we had to, you know, I feel like if you if you have good working relationships with your, you know, your police communities, um, I think that they're when they have something that comes up and they especially in a serious situation like that where they know, hey, school bus might be on the route. Just a simple phone call to, you know, somebody in charge of the district office that says, hey, we've got some you know a situation going on. Please don't send your buses down this way now how quickly it was going on, you know, do they have the time to, to coordinate something like that? Not necessarily, but again, just being the adult in the situation, right? The bus driver at, at minimum should have just called to dispatch and said, Hey, you know, I can't get to my stop or, you know, there's police cars right here by the bus stop. What, you know, what do you want us to do? And then I would imagine that somebody on the other end would say, Keep the kids on the bus, continue on the route, you know, and we'll figure out either if we can deliver them back or, you know, they need to go back to school. So that's mm-hmm. probably how I would have handled it. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up with the last one. We're already over an hour. Uh, Are I, we over an hour? Yeah, an hour, hour eight uh, already. Man. We can do this again. This was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, IC Bus announces comprehensive charging solution for electric school buses. Uh, so mm-hmm. this one was just a couple of days ago, May 10th. Uh, news was announced on May 3rd by Mattias Carlbaum, president and CEO of parent company Navistar, during the ACT Expo at the IC Bus and International booth. Went over 275 exhibits and a four-day event. Um, the focus of the press conference was the partnership with Qantas Services, an end-to-end solutions provider in the electric power sector, to provide customers with a comprehensive vehicle charging solution aimed at quick and efficient implementation of electric buses and trucks. This includes all analysis, forecasting, planning, and executing across the entire electric vehicle lifecycle, including all utility work with a single point of contact, which I think has been probably fairly needed, right? I mean, people trying to figure out who to work with and who's going to come out and take care of maybe warranty issues and whatnot. So it sounds like... Uh, Sounds says he added that IC Bus and International are committed to reaching 50% zero emissions by 2030. That's not that mm-hmm. far away. So that's uh no no. It's a uh, it's coming. I mean, like right now we're we're just starting the second round. It's what's well, it's, it's different, right? So the first one was clean school bus uh, rebates. This round that's doing right now is the clean school bus grant. So it's a grant. You actually can get more money than you could last last go round, uh, up to three hundred ninety five thousand dollars for an electric bus uh, charger and stuff would be included. But uh, that's actually starting right now. We just had a a, a Zoom meeting with with customers this last Thursday. We're having another one this coming Thursday. Um, I mean, there's there's so much to learn about this. But yes, having the ability to order a bus have the charger and all that stuff included and, and help help you through that process, I think is going to be huge. Um, I don't think we're the first to do it. Maybe we are. I, I don't know, and I'm not going to claim to be. But either way, it's a great option for a school district because there's so much more than just ordering a bus. We're so used to just ordering a diesel bus or gas bus or propane bus. 
propane, I guess, is a little different because you, you need infrastructure as well. But but a gas, say diesel bus, you order the bus, you know what you're getting, you've got the fuel for it, or an electric bus. It's a whole new process. I mean, we we talked about this, even like the, the battery chemistry. One thing people don't realize is the battery chemistry helps answer the three main questions, like how long is it going to last, how far is it going to go, and is it safe? And I actually just sent out an email to a bunch of my customers here this week. It was probably too long of an email, and I don't know if anybody even read it. Luckily, I attached a graph. TLDR, too long, didn't read. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully they looked at the graph on it. I sent it to you too, I think. Yeah, it talks about the difference between lithium iron phosphate and nickel magnesium cobalt. There is a there is I know at least one school bus manufacturer uses nickel magnesium cobalt, which is the one you see on the news when a Tesla's burst into flames and the fire department can't extinguish it. That's nickel magnesium cobalt. That's what, in my feeling, we don't want on school bus, but some use it. I we almost do not. I almost hit you up the other day because I was buying uh. Uh, what are they called? Like lipo, right? Lipo batteries. Is that the short mm-hmm. of it? I was buying yeah, a, a small lipo battery for my boat, and I was I had options between both, and I was gonna be like, "Wait, Chad's talked about this. I should I should reach out to." <laughs> did you get the lithium iron phosphate? I did. I did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the one you want because it can take up to a full charge. It doesn't degradate because of that full charge. Oh, yeah. Nickel magnesium cobalt. Really. Yeah. And. You don't want that nickel magnesium cobalt battery on your boat. I'm just, yeah. I, I, don't I, mean, want, I don't want my boat to blow up and sink. So, and see, we used to we run we run electric like RC cars. Me and Jackson, Jackson and I ran it for years. We actually built a racetrack, a public racetrack out in Oklahoma because we wanted a racetrack race, and we built one. But that's when I really started getting into electric. So I used to run nitromethane RC cars with my two older kids. Again, electric when lipos came out and nickel, magnesium, cobalt, and those things will start to swell, right? And it'll like break the case, but it'll start to swell. And I've seen videos where those things burst into flames and just like melt the remote control car yeah. because the flames are so like violent and hot. And uh, that's when lithium iron phosphate started coming out. Was towards the, you know we really kind of stopped running them for a while when we moved out here and stuff, but the lithium iron phosphate battery started coming out and uh, I, I never bought one. I'll, I'll probably end up buying one because we still have like 18 of those things in the garage we play with occasionally, but uh, I'll buy one just to, just to tinker with it. But the, the thing with your nickel, magnesium, cobalt, that's like your burst speed, your zero to 60 time in 2.5 seconds. That's what that provides. On a school bus, they're all governed and programmed to simulate a diesel anyway. So you don't, you don't, you don't need that burst of energy. You need that burst of power. So lithium iron phosphate definitely works best. But just things like that that people don't think about or don't know to think about or aren't certain of, um, having a dealer that can provide that information, that can provide the school bus, help you understand what you're getting and how it's going to be beneficial to you or maybe something you don't need as a feature on the bus. And then to have the option to also provide the chargers and stuff along with it, it's going to be huge. Which oh, we, have companies, we have companies we work with anyway that work hand-in-hand with International uh, in charge that help with the infrastructure and chargers and stuff as well. But to be able to roll that price into the bus, roll that the charger up in the bus, it's, it's huge. I mean, the, and keep schools going to do two or three different POs to the 
people that buy the charter from and the electric company do this and the IC bus to buy the bus and to be able to help a, a district out through the whole process is really exciting. I mean, it really is because there's a lot to learn. And I've got a couple of schools that they didn't know, yeah. you know, it's nothing against them. It's just something new and they didn't know, you know, one of them, they didn't even think about the chargers when they put in for their grant. They got the grant, they didn't get money for charger. Like we didn't think about it, you know? And my well, comment was, man, I wish you would have called. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially depending on the, the money I was talking to somebody about the, you know, maybe like, does the type, does the type a bus almost make it worth it at that point? Because if they're giving, what'd you say? 375,000. It's 395. But here's the great thing. A type a, I think it comes in, it's substantially more than the, than the last round to where you could pretty much get a type A with the, with charger, the charger for basically it's free, right? More, yeah, for basically yeah. free. Yeah. yeah. No, and so that's where I'm like, you know, again, I understand that they still have to meet certain criteria, right? They have to be a type type one or type A district or whatever that is, and then um, they have to meet other criteria, but they can either apply on their own uh, and at that point, I think they have to buy what fifty. Or they have to apply to, or agree to buy. If you 15, apply, on, if you apply on your own, you have to apply for fifteen buses. 15 Otherwise, buses. you have to apply with a third party. Yeah. So third party meaning they could they could apply with their vendor, you guys, yeah. and they yes. you guys have to get up to what twenty five. I think it is. Yeah, and we've already met that. We've already met that goal because we're a dealer in Washington <laughs> and Arizona. We've already we've already met the twenty five minimum criteria on our application. So everything else, everybody else. We're ready to go. Just get on board. Get your name in there as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't get why they did that. And I'm going to assume there is some lobbying by, oh, you know, a, a mass, a massive dealer or a manufacturer or somebody. Because why else would you say if you apply on your own, you can only, you have to apply for 15 bus or less. That doesn't. 15 bus or more like that doesn't why why do you have to why do you have to apply through a vendor which is fine because i'm sure all three of us in the state have already met the 25 minimum criteria so it's it's fine but you know it's a smaller states let's say like oklahoma you may have the ic dealer there's the only one that can get 25 you know customers up to 25 buses and the other two are left out in the cold yes, oh, oh. and they have to they have to apply with ic yeah no, I, I mean, like I said, I, I just wanted to kind of close it up with that, you know, that it's out there. What's the deadline? Is it August? Yes. It is August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's August uh, deadline. So, if, you know, if you're district, if you guys are listening, even if you're in another state, you know, reach out, inquire. Um, I think that type A situation, if you guys, you know, if – if the district qualifies uh, or meets the requirements, I think, you know, a free bus, free bus is a free bus. If you've got an old bus that meets the criteria to turn in and get rid of, um, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, even, even, even if you, even if you get one bus and it's not a type A that it pretty much, you know, covers all the costs, get a type C bus. I mean, I've told schools like, hey, I don't know if we're going to do it. You know, in the last round, I said, put in for it, get your name in the hat. I said, if I could sell you a 77 passenger, 75 passenger, whatever, conventional, uh, for say $75,000, would you buy it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, good, because that's what you get. If you get the grant, you reward the grant. Yeah. 
you get maybe around 75 grand. That's a great deal, especially in today's market when pipe C's are going for, you know, tax and things sitting on your lot for, you know, a pretty double that. Yeah. No, so, I, I agree. Now, one thing that we didn't touch on because of video, and I saw on motor1.com, if you guys search for school bus stuck in snow, gets hilarious help from the kids inside. I'll repeat that. School bus stuck in snow gets hilarious help from the kids inside. They're like jerking them. There is has a video. This <laughs> bus is stuck, and you, they zoom in on the bus, and all like looks like fifty kids on there, like rocking back and forth, trying to help get the bus <laughs> unstuck. <laughs> well, you saw the one I sent you of the Tacoma that was pulling out the bus out of the snow. Toyota. Yeah, you said that to me because you have driver Tacoma. Toyota. Yeah, yeah and what it did show was the following week when it was in the dealership <laughs> with a blown-out transmission. <laughs> hey, it helped. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, this yeah. was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I'll have to we'll see if we can do a round two of this maybe uh, in, a, in a couple episodes. I think our next one. Maybe, maybe, let's do the next one. Let's find, like, funny stories. Well, the we're next one we're coming right up on TA, so we need to, if we're going to squeeze one in, we'll try and find some funny stories, maybe some light in the mood, um, do one. But otherwise, TA is right around the corner. We're thirty days out from that, so. And uh, when is TA? June nineteenth. June nineteenth. Yeah, Literally staring it in the face. It's going to be here before you know it. It's going to be a fun week. Uh, for those people that haven't registered yet, I hope to see you guys there. We're doing a, a school bus reenactment, a school bus accident reenactment. Uh, we're putting yeah, a bus cool. on the putting a bus on its side and um, kind of on top of a car to simulate a rollover. We're going to have a fire department there doing extraction um, and a whole kind of just a whole day on emergency, you know, emergency response to serious school bus accidents. So I think it's going to be really good. I'm hoping that it's going to go off the way that I'm planning and attending it too uh if it goes off the way in my head uh, even remotely close i'll i'll feel pretty good about it so it's gonna be fun and can we no it sounds awesome i'm really excited about this i have one request you can tell me now you want to be the bus driver yes can i can can i drive the bus in and flip it over on the side like people can actually see it wreck no there was somebody on just I'll close this up on a side note. I think it was Iowa Pupil Transportation Association. They did a they actually did where they went to like a drag strip or something and they had a school bus and um they used like remote con- somehow remote control system to like drive the bus like at a high rate of speed and then it like hit a ramp. And literally, they they showed they did the collision. There's a video of it somewhere on the internet. I'll try and find it and send it. The to cool you. thing about things. that was all the kids inside were safe. They yeah, none of them were severely no injured. Kids. No kids. <laughs> there wasn't any kids. No, no kids. Uh, no, uh, ours ours we have to be because of fire season. We have to be very um, cognizant of any fire stuff. So our bus is going to be already drained of fluids and batteries and basically everything. So. Um, we we have help with the Flagstaff Fire Department. They're going to be helping out. So, if you haven't registered, you want to come to it. Even if you know you're out of state, you're interested in checking it out. Um, you know it's a week long conference. Probably the best one, at least in my opinion, and from what I've heard from other vendors, um, probably one of the best conferences that goes down in at least the western half of the United States. So, 
Um, definitely is something worth seeing, yeah. and um, hopefully we'll see everybody there. So, Chad, I appreciate you. Yes. Another Wednesday, and we will uh, try and squeeze. We'll see if we can squeeze another one in before doing uh, a live one at TAA. But with that being said, okay. you guys have a wonderful uh, end of your school year because it's wrapping up. You know, we've got uh, weeks or school districts that are finishing this week, several that are finishing next week here in Arizona. I think everybody's done before Memorial Day. Um, and then the rest of the country is usually done, what, in June after Memorial Day. So you guys wrap it up, be safe, and we will talk to you all later. Thank you. See ya. You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off. <laughs>